0: shall we begin this is the drunken fist podcast with your hosts david bordeaux and justin plavik This podcast is made possible by the fans of the show. For more information, visit drunkenfistpodcast.com forward slash (sighs) fans. All right. So I started drinking this Edmund Fitzgerald Porter and I don't like it. And I have to, I have to start (laughs) just, I have to start by saying I don't like it. Um, (laughs) It's yeah, it's a dark beer. I love porters and stouts, but Oh god and and I really I really want to like these Ohio beers. and I've had a, a, a couple of them that I really do enjoy, but this Great Lakes Brewing Company, Edmund Pince Gerald Porter, what in the hell were you thinking?,
1: Ugh. I'm so upset with you. Well, that's okay It's no better one I' got. Let me see here. there we go. I haven't had one of these since college. Let me give it a sip. Hold on.
0: You haven't had a beer since college. That's adorable.
1: No. Yeah, we'll go with that.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, that's awful. See? All right. So we, we know Ugh, how the it's we a know. Miller
1: Lite. Ugh. Miller, you could try and send us sponsorship all the time. I will never say anything nice about your beer.
0: Uh, Great Lakes Brewing. I oh, Fuck, man. I don't know.
1: Ooh. Okay. Great Lakes I'm going to put that down for a second. That was a big sip.
0: Great Lakes Brewing. Please. Um Please send us something that will make me think otherwise. Uh, I heard Nosferatu from an undisclosed source is really good. So Great Lakes Brewing, if uh, a Noseratu ends up our way, uh, you know, hey, we, we, we might we might talk about it on the show.
1: Speaking and Great Lakes, don't be too mad at David, because I actually love that Edmunds Fitzgerald.
0: Oh, God.
1: Fuck. I remember I remember liking that one cuz after you said Porter I'm like, "Oh, I had that one. That's a good one." I don't like their um shit, what is it called? I don't remember. It's a golden beer.
0: I I don't know. I have I've tried Yeah, you know, we've talked before and I actually in the last episode we've even talked about it. Um I've drank Great Lakes Brewing before and I know that I just I did not appreciate them. Um so and I can t- into – I do know that I drank the Burning River one and I can't tell you if I liked it or not, but for whatever reason, like my brain I, I want to like it just because of the Burning River. That that shit's funny. But anyway. Oh
1: Dortmonger. I hate Dortmonger.
0: Dortmonger, what's that?
1: Oh, it's a lager. Well I mean I don't like lagers to begin with. That's probably why I don't like Miller Lite. but um <laughs> Isn't yeah. Miller
0: Lite a Pilsner though? Oh is it? I don't know.
1: Yeah. A fine pills. and a beer. That's what it says.
0: <laughs> Jesus, man. How are you going to be a host on the drunken fist podcast and you don't know your alcohol?
1: Look, I drink like Guinness and gin. That's about it. <laughs>
0: okay. So you have no experience. Got it. Duly noted.
1: Uh, minus the stuff I had. Uh, <clears throat> oh God. And got so horrible.
0: We just blacked out on that one. <laughs> okay anyway (laughs) okay so this show um the show is not about drinking nasty porters um or nasty pilsners this show is about what are we talking about justin what are we talking
1: about? oh martial arts
0: holy yeah yeah that's kind of that's kind of our thing that's what we do you mean what
1: we're talking about today
0: (laughs) yes this episode what what is this episode about justin
1: Okay, well, I will let you know. Well, I <laughs> was thinking that today. <laughs> Thank you. I'll actually, there, just, just stop it. We'll talk tomorrow. <laughs>
0: okay. All right, well, everybody, thanks for listening. No, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> um, today, we are going to be talking about both me and David's best martial artist we've ever met in our life and our worst martial artist we ever met in our life. Okay. And Go ahead. if I know David, which I think I do, we actually might have the same worst person.
0: All right, well hold on, hold on, hold on. So let let me let me understand the criteria of which we're talking. Um is it the best and worst that we met in person? Is it the best and worst Yeah, it has
1: to be in person. Okay. I mean, if you want to like bend it a little bit, if you want to just talk about someone you <laughs> if I, that's fine. If I want to
0: make stuff up.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, if you want to just talk out of your ass, that's totally <laughs> fine. All right. But it would be more reasonable for people we've actually
0: met. So we at least know the criteria somebody that we have met. Now, is this somebody that we've actually worked with in martial arts or is this somebody that we just know that they're a martial artist and we either think that they're awesome or, or not? What 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 further criteria do we have here?
1: I would prefer you've had to have some sort of contact with them. Martial arts related. Okay. Martial arts. Related. But again, if you want to talk out of your ass, no <laughs> one up. <stop it. laughs>
0: I might have to, because this Porter is shit. Um, <laughs> I have no, idea. I have you, no idea how that relates to that, but I'm not going to blame it on the Porter, man. Fuck.
1: Yeah. That was a little random, but it's all right. That's what our listeners want
0: uh, or, or not. Um, we'll see we'll see a couple episodes in to see if uh, if after the first one they just stopped listening um okay so (laughs) all right so the best martial artist and worst martial artist Um, yeah let's
1: start with the best first and you go first
0: uh, how about we do the worst first and that way we end. You want to do worst first we'll do worst first and then we end on a good note
1: all right that's fair Okay. You're very optimistic. I'm very <laughs> pessimistic. Go for it.
0: Oh, shit. Um, all right. So what would you like to know about the worst martial artist? Okay, hold on. So martial artist. What's just like, your
1: worst experience you've had with a martial artist? How about let's do that?
0: Fuck experience. Okay, so a student or an instructor?
1: I got stories for a day, so I'm, I'm just letting you do your thing. Oh,
0: God. All right. Well, fortunately, I don't have many experiences of um, really bad martial artists. So, so yeah, I, I don't really have many really bad martial artists um, to really pull from here. So, uh, okay, so yeah, I, I guess the example of uh,
1: don't say names.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to say names. It's like, I, I feel bad because on one hand I can understand where this individual is coming from. And on the other hand, the way that this individual presented, fuck it. I can't say him or her. Cause I'll, I'll get confused and I'll eventually say it. But so it's a, it's a gentleman. It's a him. Um, the way that he presented himself, was not appropriate. Um, and the reason what, okay. I don't know. I, I don't really have, it's, it's hard to talk about somebody in a, in a negative way um, or a negative experience, but essentially the reason why this person was one of, one of the worst martial arts, martial artists I've, um, I've met was due to the fact that they, um, or that he, <laughs> I don't know, this, this, is, this is hard, man.
1: I'm challenging I, uh, you. Just go with it. Just say it, man. Well, I know you're trying hard, not to leave a fingerprint, but let's be honest.
0: Well, well okay, so he, he, here's, here's, here's the tough thing about this person, uh, is that, this person has a questioning and an understanding and a wanting to know more about martial arts, very similar in the way that I do. And one-on-one or like in a in an informal setting, this person would have been a great person to work with because he wants to test things, he wants to challenge things, he wants to learn. And I, I completely respect that and I appreciate that the challenge comes is that when he would question and challenge and do whatever, he would do it in a um, non-professional way in front of my students. And I'm not talking about, uh, I'm having a hard time because I do hear uh whatever I say. I hear it like it coming from your, from your side. So I'm like hearing myself echo. So I'm going to, move my headset a little bit so I can focus more on what I'm saying. So, okay. So here's the challenge is that when I would teach something and he happened to be off to the side because he was an employee of mine. <laughs> um, and he did teach a different style of martial arts. The The challenge that I had is that he would interject within my class, although he was not a part of my class and talk about the pros and cons of whatever he thought that i was teaching or he would question the validity of it or uh not necessarily the validity of it but hey in this scenario would it work what would be better in this and you know again if it was an informal setting and we were just hanging out and working to become better martial artists at that time that would have worked great. And and I love that because back when I was in Iraq, when I was at the house of pain, which is the gym there in Taji that I worked with the, the nine other guys that um, came from all different martial arts backgrounds. That's exactly what we did. We, we show different techniques under different situations and we would test them. I mean, and it wasn't like a hardcore putting it through its rigors and stuff like that, but we, we tested it and we saw its benefits, and we, you know, and we found where it it didn't work. And then when we found where it didn't work, okay, what would work best here? So I would really have appreciated to to have that experience with with this person in that kind of setting. But it always seemed to come up whenever class was going in a formal setting, and it was just so distracting. The students, I mean, it's like he would interrupt the class. The students wouldn't know who to listen to or what was going on because of his interjections and that. And in the the one style of martial art that he's proficient in, he's really good. a, A lot better than me. Now, is he the best? No. And, you know, that's obviously a subjective question. He's really good at what he knows. And he knows it pretty well there's also another art that he does that he's in my opinion not that good and that's where a lot of the challenges come up is that that other style that he taught is kind of related to the style that i was teaching at the time and still teach i mean i, I teach karate i teach a couple of different um versions or flavors of karate if you if you will and the one one martial arts style and i'm doing my best to leave it out because i don't want to you know not only name names but make it very obvious but the one style that he was proficient in um that was similar to mine he really didn't know what he was doing and like like he could tell you the he can show you how to do the moves but he he couldn't he didn't understand why he why the moves were were being done he he couldn't he didn't understand he just didn't understand the system he could go through the movements he can go through the motions but he didn't understand the heart of it and the core of it now his other martial art style he did and was really good at that. So that was, I, mean, I guess that that's like my, my biggest example of my experience with my worst martial artist um, that I've experienced now I've met others and they've had challenges, but a lot of them weren't martial arts related. They, they had to do with life, um, situations, drug abuse and physical abuse and, like really bad things in life, which did affect them as a martial artist and their experience of martial arts um, in general. So I'm not considering them. What I am considering is this individual, because not only was he an instructor and and I think he still is an instructor. Not only is he an instructor, he taught two different styles of martial arts. One, he really knew very well. Another apparently he knew enough to be licensed or whatever to, to teach, but he didn't know the heart of it. Okay, cool. Great. You know, that's fine, I guess, but let's learn and, and grow as martial artists outside of when I'm teaching class. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that does make sense.
0: All right. So, so that, that, that's my, my example and again like the reason why i i consider that individual like the worst martial artist is because he's an instructor so i i hold instructors to a higher level i mean me being like i i am a kindergarten through eighth grade physical education teacher so not only am i a martial arts instructor i'm also you know an educator in that way i'm a um I'm a fitness instructor. I'm a a personal trainer. So I teach and coach in a variety of different ways. I also do public speaking and blah, 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 blah. And, and, you know, also being um, a veteran, you know, so you have the, yeah, with the military background, there is a time and place for certain things. And being a martial arts instructor, I would expect him anybody to understand that. Now, if my students were questioning techniques and really challenging me like, Hey, well, what if I do this or in this, you know, I get that and that's fine. And I'm that I am that student. So if you challenge me in that way, you know, I might have some time constraints because of class. But I appreciate that, and I love that. But when you're a martial arts instructor who's not even in the class or a part of the class, and you interrupt trying to—I don't know what. I mean, I, I don't know, really know the reasoning. I really hope, and and I'm I'm going to hold the optimistic view of this. I really want to believe that he was doing this to better himself and you know, you know of course there's going to be some times where he might know a technique that would work better than what I was showing and you know I'm going to kind of rib like "Yeah, hey, well how how does that work you know and I get that but while I'm teaching that's not the time to do it so those are the reasons why I would say that he is probably the worst martial artist that I have experienced outside of other people that have had uh, life experiences that interfered with them does that make sense i I know i just asked that but does that make sense
1: (laughs) no i'm picking up what you're laying down
0: okay all right well i'm i'm picking up my beer right now to take a sip so i guess this is your time your turn to tell us what your worst uh martial arts uh person or experiences or whatever the subject is
1: yeah just take a sip i got this (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that are
0: awful. Anyway. <clears throat> God, this quarter is not much better.
1: Uh, well, hey, it does the
0: job. The, let me
1: see, the worst martial arts, martial artist, I've come across, and I, I'll explain later. I mean, like, no one's perfect, and I was probably the same way when I was younger. But this man seems to be an adult when I met him. I'm, like, talking late, probably 30s, 40s. I don't know which, never asked his age, but. um, You ever see Bad
0: Boys 2? Uh, Maybe, but I don't remember it. There's an
1: amazing quote where the guy, there's a kid taking, uh, it's Will Smith's uh, what's his name? Shit, who's in it? Not Will Smith's kid, it's the other one. Anyway, it's the other guy. (laughs) Okay. And the guy's, 16 years old, taking his daughter on a date. And he comes and knocks on the door and asks for her. And he goes, how old are you? And he goes, motherfucker, you look 30. <laughs> so guy was old. He reckon you know, I recognize him as more of an adult than me. I don't, I don't know if I'll ever see myself as an adult too. So that's a problem.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: Um, but th- this person, I mean, I grew up on <clears throat> Japanese jujitsu and Japanese discipline is very very specific and direct and is probably universal. Whoever learns a Japanese art. Um, I've seen little spins on stuff, but the discipline seems to be pretty much the same from what I've seen from other people. Uh, I remember teaching a class and this guy just coming onto the mat, literally almost pushing me out of the way and saying like, Oh, but what if you do this instead? And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I'm nowhere near that technique. We're just trying to do the simple little thing, bro. And by the way, if you have a question, you know, ask me when I'm done talking in any art, in anyone, you don't
0: interrupt somebody. Hold on. Was he a student or what? Help me out. Maybe maybe, maybe I misunderstood.
1: No, I don't want to give too much away. But no, he was not a student. He just also worked at that establishment.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And this is fine because I've worked at a few dojos, so this could be anyone. And if you think it's you, you got some stuff to think about.
0: Hold on. It's not me. We've never worked together.
1: (laughs) No, not you. I know. I know. (laughs) No, I mean like the people listening to this. I know. know. If you know me and you think it's you, think about it. (laughs) Because maybe it is. But uh, no, this guy was not a student, and I have no idea why he would hang back and watch my class other than just to interrupt it. Okay. And my my best memory I've ever seen, like it was a brand new student. It was, it was hilarious because even he recognized it. And he's like, There's two occasions a student asked me a question. You never asked me anything. And the student was like, Was that okay to do? And I said, Absolutely not. <laughs> and there was another occasion where we actually we're just in there early. That person happened to be practicing with his students. And same student came up to me. Now, this isn't me, so I can't get in trouble. But the same student came up to me. was like, is that a real art that he's doing? <laughs> and I just looked at him, and I just laughed my ass off. And I didn't say anything because I didn't want to be disrespectful. But that was the kind of person I was dealing with. It was just, I've never seen someone so rude and so intrusive on You know, my time like that, I get an, I got an hour every like three days or something like that. I don't even remember. And that, that was just the most invasive thing I've ever seen someone do. Like I've never seen anyone interrupt an instructor before of that caliber and then try and take over and teach something. I've never seen it. I was blown away. So and like, I didn't know what to say. I was like, What? I, I was godsmacked. I was, I, I just was frozen. I'm like, is this person really just doing this right now?
0: So not only did he come over and question something, he started to try to teach or show something. Yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> okay. Now, I was know, nuts. I, I know you said not to say who we're talking about, but what's really interesting is that, Uh, our people sound like the same person. So, so let's just do this (laughs) and, and
1: don't go there. David. Don't do it. Let's not do this. Let's just leave it a blank.
0: And for the listeners, um, Justin and I um, were both in the same area at the same time. And there's really no way getting around this. So we both went to Bowling Green State University. And that means we also both lived in or around Bowling Green at the same time. Uh, and I, I'm going to have to talk to you off, <laughs> off the air about this because I think it might be the same person. So... Rather than, than trying to understand who it is, um, let me ask you this. So what specifically do you feel was like the biggest reason or like, like for me, uh, for me, the reason why that this individual was like the worst martial artist is because he, interrupted class which is not something that you do he questioned teaching methods um, when he was not a part of a class which is something that you don't do and as an instructor himself that i mean he he worked for me he worked for me he he was a part of the uh, martial arts school that i was a not a co-owner of however i yeah. I worked for my old, um, business partner and it was at the school that I used to co-own with my business partner. Um, but anyway, were
1: you, were you like
0: technically senpai over him Were you, you were higher rank? I, I was the head instructor and I, okay. Then yeah, then that's, yeah. That's, see, that's ridiculous. Yeah, not only was I the head instructor, I was the, um, business director. I ran everything. So the idea of, Whoa, that was loud. Um, So the idea of interrupting my class was a negative thing. The idea that he's an instructor and my students know that he was an instructor was a negative thing. And then the questioning slash challenging of the techniques that I was showing was a negative thing. Not the right time, not the right place kind of deal. So those are the reasons why for my guy, he he was a bad martial artist. What are the specifics it's just, I mean, I'm asking this just so our, our, our listeners can kind of take away, you know, in case they happen to come, come across these kind of things, what, what can they learn from our experiences? So what, 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 yeah. What, what are the takeaways from your experience?
1: It's never happened to me before. It's only happened once. And when it did happen, like the big thing that got me was just the disrespect. Like one, they I do believe he had a completely different art background than I had. So it's like, you know, and even when he did try and take over, even the students were like, that's not going to work. <laughs> um, and that's not even, that's not even me like trying to feed it into them. Like, yeah, it doesn't work. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Like I, I am very humble. I say nothing. If something doesn't work, you know, I try to go back and fix it with the instructor. I learned it from kind of thing. Sure um so for even a student to be like whoa you just interrupted sensei justin what the hell and then i'm sitting there like with a face like are you kidding me right now um so for me it was just the absolute disrespect and inserting themselves when it was not an appropriate time so i think almost absolutely similar or if not the same to yours gotcha okay Oh, Miller
0: like gross Ugh, I can't even believe
1: it. Don't sponsor us
0: I don't think they will I don't think you have to worry about that um, oh God, I hope not Because I can't say a single nice thing about it I mean I
1: love your aluminum cans
0: <laughs> I can't even I don't know This porter This Edmund Fitzgerald is rough Damn it And I really want to appreciate Ohio breweries
1: see okay edmund i'm not with you on that one don't listen to david i love most great lakes, except for that damn dortmonger Kinda hate that shit all
0: right so we talked about our worst ones and the reason why they were our worst um yep so what are we doing now i think the next one
1: was the best the best um best martial artist you've ever met in your life or worked with you want to go first or me
0: i'll go first just because i went first last time um
1: all right keep the pattern
0: I don't I don't I can't say that it's that he was the best martial artist that I've ever worked with, but I can say it was one of the best martial arts experience that I had. And I attribute that to this individual. So I will use that justification to say that this is the person I'm, I'm gonna talk about next so is the best martial artist. Um that I've experienced. And the situation was, I was in Iraq, in Iraq, bah, And, um, <laughs> I was in Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong kind of show. Uh, I was in, you need get out of the rack. <laughs> I, I was in Iraq and, not and this, this individual is not part of the, uh, the guys that I was training with at the house of pain in camp Taji. Um, although he was at camp Taji, um, I, I had to do guard duty at a, an exercise, um, facility. I I don't remember what they called it, but, um, and it was a 12 hour shift and there was an individual that, um, he was a contractor. He, so he wasn't part of the army. He was a contractor and he, he worked there. And I don't remember like what he did outside of what we're about to talk about. Um, but he took care of the gym in some way, but something that I saw um, when he was walking, I saw that he had a screama sticks and I, I saw that and I was kind of curious. And then I also saw him talking to, some major or no, no, no. Um, oh, do, 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 do. Yeah, no, no, it was a major. He was talking to a major. So I'm like, Whoa, what was he got going on? And then when the major left, I, I talked to the guy and I'm like, Hey, what's What's up? And he hit, his main style of martial art is um dog brothers stick fighting. He does Oh he, nice. Yeah, he does have some kali background um but his main area is Oh crap. It is uh, it, it's I cannot remember the name of it. It's a form of stick fighting that's kind of like um kali but it's like harness No, it's not our niece. Um, And see, and this is where I'm having a challenge. It's like toppy or toppy kiki or something. And I know I'm going to remember it later. Anyhow. So I was talking to him and he's like, how much do you know about dog brothers? And I'm like, a little bit. And okay. So we started talking and what was really nice about talking with him. And I didn't have too many opportunities because, well, he worked and I was on a 12 hour shift guarding the place and, um, but one of the most profound, and it sounds so silly now to even say profound because looking back and you know, so many years have passed and I've had so many different experiences, it's like, duh. But at that time, um, I was still struggling with my karate roots. Um, and, and what I mean by that for those listeners who are unfamiliar with my, my martial arts history or past. I, I was big time. I I did a lot in karate. However, the form of karate that I, that I did, or at least the instruction that I got didn't really, um, I I don't know, didn't provide a lot of substance behind what we learned, I guess. I, I I don't know. It, it, I, I don't, I'm not trying to make my experience negative or the people that I train under negative. Cause that's not the case. It's just, I didn't understand at that point. Um, and you know, and, and I progressed a, a long while in karate, even with this type of, um, you know, searching, searching for truth and understanding in karate. Anyhow. So talking with this gentleman, we were talking about different aspects of stick fighting and, when it comes to weapons, I am not really a big weapons person. but However, I am a big fan of long stick, short stick, and whips. Um, now whips have nothing to do with him. However, since, um, he dealt with sticks, specifically short sticks, um, screama, you know, style, you know, I really appreciated talking to him. And so we were talking and i don't I don't even know what the conversation like how it got started or what it was about, but it came up with the idea of stances, and i, I he might have even lent me a book because I know at one point he had lent me a book lent me a book, but i don't know if it was before this conversation or after, but anyway, we were talking, and the idea of stances came up, and I was explaining in karate how we have different stances. And paired up with different footwork in that. And he just had like this crazy look on on his face. And I was like, I, I was concerned that maybe I, I said something inappropriate or I wasn't saying something correctly. But, you know, so I asked him and I'm like, what I, I, I see that you're, you know, you have a, a particular look on your face. So I'm not quite sure what's going on. And he's like, I, the idea of stances don't, doesn't make sense to me. And then he, he further explained that stances are just like a snapshot in time. To train on stances might make sense for a baby, if you will. Like if, you know, you have to learn how to stand before you actually start moving. But he's like, stances are just a snapshot in time. And when we were f- further discussing, he, he, he kind of essentially discovered that somehow or inadvertently either through my training or just the way that I was thinking that I was stuck at a baby phase, even though my training was far beyond, but even like, and anybody who's done karate in different, um, in in different styles, you know that you train stances even in advanced ranks in that. Um, Of course, the further you go, you kind of stop doing that because it's kind of becomes second nature. It's like, okay, you've already learned that. But with, with his guidance, he started to show me even like the footwork that he does. And he's like, and if you stop here, this is the stance. But the key is knowing how to get from here, you know, which was, he was kind of showing a stance and then he showed, you know, he, he did some footwork and then he paused briefly. He's like to here. it's all about knowing how to shift the weight and movement. And, in my training, a lot of the training was done in static stances and just the way he explained it. And he just like that one comment actually unlocked so many other things way beyond stances. And then I started asking him about this and that. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, you, you totally understand it. You just had that block. And I was like, Oh my God. But the greatest thing about him, uh, I mean, obviously, the stance thing is a very specific thing to my experience. And, you know, I don't really know how else to relate that to anybody who's listening. But what I can say, though, is that what really made him one of the best martial artists that I have personally experienced was that he was just down to earth. He didn't put himself above me. He didn't you know, he didn't feel that my level of training um, was any better or worse than him. I mean, we, we talked as peers and he really coached me through what I was experiencing and what I had experienced, even though that wasn't his job. I wasn't paying him to do that, but he coached me through these things and it unlocked so much stuff that I already had, but apparently I didn't know. And because of that experience, that is what, you know, made a huge impression upon me regarding him as being one of the best martial artists that I've worked with, just because of his down to earth nature. um, He was very humble. He didn't, you know, he didn't put himself above me below me. He didn't disregard my experience. He didn't elevate my experience. um, Just because we were from different styles. Um, he, he worked to find common ground so we can, you know, share a a similar language when it came to martial arts. And that really is like a a defining point in my martial arts experience. So that is my story. So what is your story of the best martial artist that you have experienced or worked with?
1: Man, I have so many. I'm probably going to have to ask you to do a part two on this later. But the one that comes to mind today is I was probably his worst martial artist he've ever met. Our conversation we had in the beginning, I would bet a million dollars. When I was younger, I was, I was nowhere near the martial artist I was today. I was pretty arrogant and I would say a uh, douche comes to mind.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Weird. it took a lot of growing to realize like I need to uh, chill out. But when I had, I think it was around my first degree or my second degree black belt. I don't know. It was, it was before my freshman year of college. I was like, Hey, I'm going to try a new art. And I've dabbled in other arts before, but I'm like, I really need to like either start over or try something new. So I did Aikido for a couple of years. And I'll never forget this person. He was the best instructor I've ever seen in my life. He was a third degree in Aikido. And for that particular style, that's huge. Like I know we meet people all the time in like uh, certain arts that, you know, a third degree really isn't that much. Right. But for their particular style, they were an old school Ueshiba school. Um, and I do remember them being like, you were either a white belt and that's it and you work there and you for like 5 6 years to become a black belt if you could do it right and this guy worked his way up through the ranks and he was just an amazing instructor and I just oh I will never forget him because I oh my god I was such a douche <laughs> and you know I would question stuff or be like oh this doesn't work and you know for people who see aikido i mean some things look funny but right. what Aikido really does have is amazing footwork. And they do understand the idea of moving someone's momentum. And I know that's what it's all about. And I'm sure there's way more to tell but because I'm, I'm nowhere near an Aikido expert. But I will never forget his patience. And he never once made a comment to me. And this was the same people that I was talking to you about in our um, our other episode we did before this that we would go out to the bar and just talk. And right on. I know I, ne- I will never forget him. And I will never forget what a dork I was and how rude I was. And, but I think I needed that. I needed to look at someone else's eyes and be like, whoa. I mean, you could like tell, you you can always tell when somebody doesn't want to be around you. Mm-hmm. And this guy didn't have that. Even though I could clearly tell I was being like pretty, I don't know if I was being disrespectful, but I wasn't necessarily being, you know, open-minded either. So I, I will, I will never forget him. And actually I'll just say his name, his name. I don't even remember his last name, but his name is Sensei Joe. Um, who knows where he is now? Cause I know that Aikido dojo shut down a long time ago and that's super sucky, but he moved um, around the same time that I stopped going to Aikido. And I think it's, I think a big reason why I stopped was because he stopped going. And it had nothing what, to do with anything. It was just What
0: city was that in? Medina in Ohio. Okay. So not the same guy that I was <laughs> thinking. It's interesting because there is a um a gentleman with the first name Joe who might be a fourth degree Aikido uh sensei in the Toledo area. Um technically in in holland ohio
1: is he bald by Um, chance
0: well he's he's bald and he has a very long beard oh i don't know about the beard is
1: he a little bit like
0: got like tiny little bit of a belly uh no rather rather slim
1: okay okay not the same guy no (laughs) that'd been funny if it was
0: well, it's it's interesting because the characteristics that you're describing of this individual and even the first name, I'm like, whoa, what was this in Toledo? Well, I mean, the Toledo area, because the person that I'm thinking about, um, he had a dojo, an Aikido dojo in Holland, Ohio, um, which is just west of Toledo. It's a little suburb of Toledo. Um But... I, I know people that have known him. I've never met the individual. Um, and even his dad, I had the privilege of meeting his dad. And it's like, it's funny is his dad really like loves the guy and respects him for what he does. And yet he still can't quite get over the long beard that he has. You know, it's almost like a stereotypical kind of, um, Asian martial artist kind of, long beard but um uh yeah i mean it's like listening to your story it sounded like the same same person so what i mean like for takeaways for our listeners uh, we obviously talked about the the worst martial artists that we've experienced and what made them the worst martial artists what what's your takeaway for for sensei joe then what i mean what what, what's the takeaway for what you understand or understood to be one of the best martial artists you've had the opportunity to experience? Well, so that,
1: you know, that's going to be my next point too. It wasn't even just him. It was entire dojo. That was like that, the culture that he produced in that place. It was amazing. Uh, there were guys there that um, were like slightly below his rank and, and, every right could probably go off on their own and start an Aikido dojo. And they just stayed there and, kept learning. And I remember one guy, he was, um, I think the equivalent to what I can describe as a tank doing Aikido. <laughs> and one time okay. we got into like a little tiff, a little sparring mash. It was friendly. There was no argument or anything like that. That started it. It was, it was super friendly. Um, and we were just grappling a little bit, but I mean, he outweighed me by like pff, probably over a hundred pounds. And, We sat down in SESA for the next, um, the lesson to happen. And a guy next to me was sitting there like, what are you doing? Don't do that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, dude, he's broken people's arms before on accident. Like, don't mess with him. And I'm like, I'm like, (laughs) you know, I'm like, dude, my whole life like I've always been a pushover and honestly he started it I was just going along with it and if I was going to get my arm broken by an amazing <laughs> martial artist that's literally you know not the worst thing that could happen on my list and you know I I just remember the sensei kind of looking at us cuz he's trying to talk and I'm trying to look at the sensei while he's talking to me and it's funny cuz me being who I was and you know not like the best uh character traits of a martial artist i'm actually trying to you.: weird so so
0: so you had negative character traits and yet through martial arts you have evolved that's oh. weird
1: yeah i know isn't that weird <laughs> all right but you know i just remember sensei joe looking at him like okay it's time to shut up now And like, cause you know, like I was trying to pay attention while I'm trying to ignore someone telling me not to mess with somebody who was messing with me. It's like, shut up. Right. But even he like, not even talking bad about him. He was even awesome. Like everyone was just so nice. So so I think the the takeaway is just like the culture that an instructor can make in an environment really makes or break something. I've seen so many dojos that were like, I wanted to be nothing, nowhere near a part of them. Because everybody was just a bunch of meatheads and we're extremely rude. So what do
0: you think makes a culture like, I mean, obviously the instructor, but I mean, like what, what are some takeaways that we can look for or appreciate when we experience it based on, on that experience?
1: Feeling welcome. I mean, it comes down to like, I've, I've seen and I've tried my best to do it. I've tried to implement it and I've tried to, you know, copy as much as I can. They already say like copying is the best form of flattery. And like wherever I see an amazing thing that works, I try my best to implement it, but where, you know, it's my spin on things and being able to make people feel welcome, I think is the key to getting people inside your doors. If you're going to be arrogant and you know, you're the master from the top of the Himalayas who studied with so and so. Like that's not gonna get people in your door. What's gonna get people in your door is um I would say becoming a close-knit family with everybody. I think everybody wants to search for that family of martial artists. And that's just my opinion, so but you know, I always look for the close-knit kind of people. So I, I look for people that I can remember as like, yeah, we were a little bit of a family at one point in time. Like I will always to this day say you and me are martial arts brothers.
0: Right. With, with sensei Joe though, specifically and kind of not looking at the culture in particular, what are the characteristics that you most valued that he exhibited
1: I'm sorry, you kind of bleeped out there for a second. What'd you say?
0: Uh, I say with Sensei Joe, what are the characteristics that you most appreciated um, that he exhibited? I mean, outside of the consideration of the dojo in general, but like with Sensei Joe, what are the core things that you can say just made him awesome?
1: Well, besides his skill, which I think is, like, we don't even have to talk about that. Um, His patience, his caring, and his ability to ignore bullshit. Because I know at that time, and I will, I'm humble enough to admit it, like, i wasn't like, again, I wasn't the best martial artist discipline wise. What did I have the skill? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't remember that far back. Um, but his, his patience and his ability to just ignore bullshit was amazing. He was so understanding and all he wanted to do was teach Aikido. And from that day on, I'm like that. If I can be a quarter of the instructor, he was, I'm doing something right.
0: All right. Very cool. All right. So what after talking about our worst experiences and our best experiences, what are the core takeaways from this that you feel would be most important that our listeners uh, remember or appreciate or take away from this?
1: For me, it's a loop around. So I think just be understanding because the person that made me most upset in my martial arts career, when I look back on it and really think about it and admit it to myself and be honest, that was me at one point. Was I that bad to where, I mean, I've never interrupted a lesson. I will say that, <laughs> but See, was I maybe not as, uh-huh. uh, maybe not as humble as I am now. Yeah, most definitely. So I think it, I think you just have to have that understanding and that reflection. So when you meet someone, maybe try to step in their shoes, regardless if they're great to you or bad for you, what do you think you can do for yourself to make things better based on what you see?
0: Right on. Boom. Drop that mic.
1: Beer. Where's
0: the beer? (laughs) There we go. Oh God. So, for, for me, listening to our conversations and thinking about even like my experiences, I would have to say that the takeaway or the thing to kind of think about is the thing that made the worst experiences for both of us would be people that didn't understand the time and place for things also people that maybe try to challenge or do things at at inappropriate times. Again, I guess this is like the the right time and right place kind of thing to understand and appreciate that. And then reflecting upon the best people that we've worked with is um, like for your example um, is the idea of doing your best to be open and understanding to the people that you are involved with or that you're working with. Um, And in my example, doing your best to find relationships and find common ground so people can move forward. I mean, so you can move forward so the people that you're talking to or interacting with or having an experience with can move forward and to build that relationship um, the idea of being respectful—I mean, because really, that, that's what it seems like. The the our worst experiences of martial artists have been is just the 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 complete lack of respect. Um, and every situation is going to be different, and the idea of what's re- what's appropriate and not appropriate is going to be very different for each situation. But the idea of Respect and working to find common ground, being respectful, again, um, of the individual that you're with, that you are no better or no less than that person, and really caring for whoever you're working with or dealing with. I mean, even if you can't care for that person, if you can find something in common with them, focus on that and to move forward. Um, that that's really like the like what I what I've gotten from our conversation right now is to, you know, respect the, the appropriate times for things. You know, be respectful in whatever in whatever situation that might mean and to appreciate the person or people that you're with at that time. Find common ground and give i mean be present in the situation because when you're present in the situation like for example when um when sensei joe was dealing with you being uh, maybe not the greatest person he was present in that moment to either accept or to move on from whatever it is that maybe you were doing at that time right so that I think is really kind of like what I get from what we were just talking about. Any last thing, any last, whatever's that you would like to say before we wrap this up?
1: I'm actually pretty good. I thought that was a fun episode. We'll have to do a part two later down the
0: road. I don't know about part two, but I definitely, this has definitely gone over 50 minutes. So I, I think this is quite the episode. So I I have nothing else to say. So if you're good, then we're ready to wrap it up.
1: Yeah. Just thank you listeners. We can't do this without you.
0: (laughs) Yes. Thank you listeners. If you're still there, we can't drink beer and chit chat with each other without you. Oh, speaking of that listeners, if there's something that you would like for us to talk about, or if you have a question that you would like for us to answer, Shoot us a, um, a message. You could go to drunkenfistpodcast.com On there, there is on that website, there is a contact form. you can suggest a topic. You're like, hey, what are your thoughts on whatever?" And we'll talk about it or you know ask a question and, and we'll answer it. Or if email is more your style, just go t- or sh- send an email to fans at drunkenfistpodcast.com. And let us know what, what's on your mind. Speaking of that last episode, I said something ridiculous like this. So I, I think I'll say it again, wherever you're listening to, uh, wait, wherever, however you're listening to us, where, whatever you're doing, I think that whatever you're beer's uh, not really. I mean, I've, I finished that a while ago and I'm God, dude, I'm really not a fan of this, but it's not about me nor the great lakes brewing company. Which I am sure makes some sort of fine beer somewhere. Um, Anyway, wherever you are listening to us, take a photo. Uh, Turn around, get get yourself a little selfie uh, with your earbuds in, your headphones on, or whatever you are doing. Take a selfie or whatever. (laughs) Take a picture of your toe. I don't care, (laughs) and post it to Instagram. Tag us in it. Um, Our our handle. On Instagram, Twitter, and what what Facebook all happens to be at Drunken Fist Pod. That's P O D. Um, So yeah, just shoot it up on Instagram. Uh, Hey, tell us how what you're doing while you're listening. Are you cutting the grass? Are you trimming your toenails? Are you thinking about changing dojos because of how awesome this podcast was? (laughs) Whatever. Just uh, go ahead and put that up there and let us know. Biggest reason, um, ego. I mean, no, not ego. Uh, I'm curious to know (laughs) what you're doing and in what ways that you're listening to us. So if you do that, that would be awesome, but that's just a personal thing. Uh, yeah. So that's all that, that, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that's all for this episode of the drunken fist podcast, uh, show notes. If we have any, <laughs> they will be available on the website at drunkenfistpodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show. You can do that at Apple podcast, ditcher, Spotify, wherever great podcasts are provided. Um, so yeah, please subscribe. And of course, this show is made possible by its fans. To learn more, visit drunkenfistpodcast.com forward slash fans. And until we hit the mats again, thanks for drinking with us. Bye. <laughs> Fucker. Did it make it? Yeah.